Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the My Pursuit podcast. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm the host for your podcast. And um, I always have a little bit of a freak out, by the way, when I uh, when I tell you what number of podcast it is, because I'm always like, "There's that can't be right. Um, it's either too much or it's too little or, or whatever, and um, kind of having that little freak out a little bit, too. So if this podcast is under a different name, um, a different episode number, hope you understand, but I'm always like, and like once I start thinking about how many of these we've done, I'm always really excited and proud that we've been going for this long and and doing this. This was kind of a short little experiment, and um, we've picked up a lot of people along the way who've started listening along the way. I can see that like on the the amount of listens that each episode has, that um, we've actually kind of grown as a podcast, and that's kind of a, a neat thing, but I'm glad you guys are with me. And uh, I'm excited to kind of share with you what's going on and, and all that. Um, but let me again say, if this is the first episode that you're ever listening to, we do have an introductory episode that you can still find on the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, and um, in Stitcher, that you can listen to that introductory episode. That might help give you an idea of what the heck this whole thing is all about, because I know that this will be a little bit of a different thing for a lot of people. Um, in a very short nutshell, short nutshell, is that a thing? I don't know. But very shortly, um, I am the lead pastor of, of a church, and I've been in ministry uh, now for about 20 years. In the first 15 years of ministry, I worked full-time inside the church. And um, during this season of my life, um, I've chosen to work full-time outside of the church. Um, of course, the first reason to choose that is the financial reason for the church and, and for myself. Um, and it's something that I was, you know, kind of hesitant to do at first and wondering if there was a way to do it. But as I've done it, um, I've, I've really learned a lot. And I've realized as I've been doing this that when I work full-time outside of the church, not only am I, um, you know, the pastor of a church, but I'm somebody who's called to live out what I teach in a you know, non-church setting, just like all of you are. And that's the reason for the podcast, is to share with you what that looks like. And um, and more specifically, to share with you what a devotional life looks like. Because I've had a devotional life for a lot of my life, where I've, you know, read scripture and tried to apply it to life. And, And that's always been the big part to me about devotions, is application. I think it's kind of a waste when we just read scripture for the sake of knowledge or for the sake of comfort, when we don't read it to actually say, how am I going to apply this to my life? What am I going to do because of what God is saying to me in scripture? And so during this season, what I've decided to do is change the way I do devotions. Um, Rather than every day read a bunch of new scripture and try to apply, you know, one or five chapters of scripture to my life, and then try to apply it to my life again the next day. It just seems like I don't have enough time to apply things to my life and certainly don't have enough time to make them stick. Um, During this season of my life, what I've been doing is staying in one bit of Scripture for an entire week. Um, Trying to have one 
focus of life application that that impacts my whole week something that I, I want my week to in some ways revolve around I'm trying to put that to work in my life to see what actually happens when I do take seriously the call that I feel that God has on my life through scripture um, putting it to work and then kind of saying like did it work was it a success was it a failure did I fail you know how, how does this look when I start going through scripture this way and so that's what I've been doing now um, for 30 you know the first 31 episodes of this podcast and so that's why I record it is to share with you you know what actually happens because my my hope and goal for this podcast is not just that I change or that I get to go through some cool things um, my goal for this podcast is that um, you would hear it you would be inspired to you know actually live out your devotions and apply scripture to your life as well and um, with that spirit let me let me go into uh, the scripture that we're looking at and again um, something that's been on my mind over the last few weeks has been what I started with uh, maybe three weeks ago talking about how um, I really feel that the the world around us both you know inside the church somewhat as well as definitely outside the church I feel like people have been intoxicated away from depth those are the words that I used the first time I shared the thought and I'm kind of sticking with those words because I think that there's um, kind of an, an intoxicant in our culture and in our life that causes us to be numb to um, to what's really spiritually going on uh, in, in the world around us which causes us to move away from depth and my analogy for that was you know I, I just I was working um, a few weeks ago and, and just the number of people that I saw that were drunk or high um, in, in that one particular day you know I, I noticed their intoxication but what I noticed most about their intoxication was I, I, I couldn't have any kind of reasonable satisfying or thoughtful conversation with any of these people it was like guiding around a bunch of, of kids, right? Because they're they're impaired. And I kind of feel like that's that's a little bit what we deal with. And I, again, I don't want to be insulting in this and saying everybody thinks like a child compared to me. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I'm just saying that it seems like people don't... I, I don't see people dealing with the real and deep issues in life in any meaningful way. And um, I've been struggling with that thought because I really want to be in deep conversations with people. I want for the people that I'm meeting and that I'm becoming closer friends with that I work with and work around, I would love to have conversations with them about about the important things of, of the spirit, you know, things of, that, that are about life. And that's kind of what I shared last week is that Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 kind of lets us know here's here's how life works that you know you we were all dead uh, because of our sins right and and he talks about what that means and and you know this this paradox between life and death is just it's so much more obvious to me after going through this podcast experience and being around people um on an all-day basis, you know, over, over these five years, being around people um, outside of the church where, you know, when I start to think about the difference between life and death, and I realize that some of these people don't know life yet. 
they don't know the life of Jesus. They don't know the most important thing about life, which is Jesus. And and of course, that leads me to always question, you know, how can I share that with them? How can I be somebody who leads them in that direction? And that's why I shared the thought about the intoxication away from depth. And and so this week, diving into scripture, I decided to go back into Ephesians chapter 1. And the reason for that was, last week I really struggled to find something in chapter 1. And so I moved on to chapter 2. Well, at the end of chapter 1, um, and let, let's, okay, let's say this, okay? At the beginning of chapter 1, Paul goes through and he shares kind of this big, um, this big theological thought. Um, he just kind of kicks it off by sharing this big thing about how um, God had a plan that before, before he created the heavens and the earth, he had a plan. And, and Paul starts going into God's plan was to redeem what he created before he ever created it. And I, I don't know, have you ever thought about that before? Um, have you ever thought about God's plan in that way? I mean, a lot of us look at the book of Genesis or what we read there and we go, okay, God created the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve and they messed up his original creation. They, they, they destroyed it and um, they, they just screwed it up and, and somehow, you know, God had to pick up the pieces and move forward from there. I think a little bit more of what Paul is saying there is that God kind of knew what human beings would do with the freedom that he was going to give them. And what we can start to understand is that, is that God actually, he actually intended um, to have to redeem us. He, he intended to allow us to choose something else. And he knew eventually we would. And that eventually we'd be, be in this space of, of death, you know, this space of sin and death. And that God himself had to be the one to redeem us. And when you think about God's plan that way, that God, when he sat down to create, and then when he sat down, like God needed to sit down. I don't, I don't know if he was sitting when he thought those thoughts, but um, it, it, it leads me to think, okay, should we be looking at God's creation in a way that says, okay, people messed up God's creation? Or should we be looking at it going, no, no, no. This was God's intention the whole time. God's intention was to create a world where he had to redeem it. Uh, A world where he had to sacrifice in order for people to see and understand his love and in order for them to be saved from from death. Um, And and that kind of gives you a different perspective on God. that, That somehow there is no perfect world that could have been created without redemption. That redemption is what makes the world perfect. It, do, do you understand that thought that that God's creation wasn't imperfect, and then He had to figure out how to mess it up or how to how to change what was messed up? That that God Himself decided, you know what? If I want to have a, a perfect eternity, um, the only way to do that is to sacrifice for the ones that I love so that they'll know me, so that they aren't forced to love me, but so that they'll choose to love me because of what I've done. That this is the only way um, to have a relationship with the people that I create for all of eternity. And, and when you think about it that way, you think, wow, that's, that's, God's amazing in what he does. Um, so Paul shares that thought 
talks about how God's, you know, kind of unveiled this, what Paul calls mysterious plan, which the mysterious plan is the redemption of people and not just the Jewish people, but all people because of what God was doing among the Jewish people. But then he gets into a prayer where he says, okay, to the the church at Ephesus, here's what I want to pray for you. And in his prayer, um, he says, there's kind of three, three little bits to his prayer. Um, he starts off by praying for spiritual wisdom for them. And so he said, I'm, I'm praying for spiritual wisdom for you. And then he prays for light to be um, shined into people's hearts so that they can have the hope that God wants them to have. Right? And then he prays for them to understand God's power. And I was, I was kind of thinking about this prayer uh, this morning a little bit. And I, I was going, you know, one of the things that we don't, keep in mind is that as he's writing this to a group of Christians at Ephesus, would this have been somewhat insulting to those Christians? I mean, would it be insulting to you if somebody said, you know what, what I really pray for you is spiritual understanding, you know, there's spiritual wisdom that wouldn't you look at them and go, well, wait, like I'm, I'm a Christian. I've got some spiritual. Are you saying I'm not spiritually wise? Like, why would you say that? Right. And, and when he says, like, I'm praying for light to be shining into your heart, you'd go, oh, like, do you think that there's darkness in my heart right now? Is that, are, like, it, it's, it almost sounds like kind of this weird little backhanded compliment or this weird prayer that's, that's saying, like, okay, do I lack understanding in, in God's power? Like, what, what am I missing? And I think that's how the Ephesians should have felt as, as they heard this. And so my, my thought this morning was to ask the question of myself, which I haven't really had enough time to do as I've been getting ready, but so you'll kind of hear my first impression on this. Like, what is it that, that causes us to be spiritually unwise and to need more spiritual wisdom? Why, why, why is it that we need that? And that's something that kind of hangs pretty thick on me this morning. Uh, because l- let me... Let me just be honest, like sometimes like pastoring a church, you go, aren't I supposed to be the most spiritually wise one there or one of them at least? Don't I have some form of spiritual wisdom? Why would, does this apply to me or should I glaze past it and and allow it to apply to other people? But, you know, I'm choosing to let myself um, be talked to by Paul here and to start to understand, you know what, maybe I'm not spiritually as wise as I think I am. And what is it that drags me away from spiritual wisdom? And um, as I thought about each one of these prayers, right, the, the prayer of, um, of light being shined into our heart, you know, there's part of me that goes, is there, what is the darkness in my heart? Like, what is, what is it that Paul's getting at there? And I start to think about all the things that distract me um, from God's purpose and from God's intention. All the things that distract me from seeing the world, like we talked about last week, um, through the eyes that God sees the world, the eyes of, you know, really life and and really death. Um, Because so often I I choose to just see the world through the world's eyes. And I choose to look at people based on, you know, how I feel that they can benefit me or, you know, and and selfishly we all do that. But what is it that continues to... um, to darken our hearts and continues to um, lead us away from spiritually wise things. And I think that that's probably a very individual question for each one of us. 
Um, but a lot of it does go back to the distraction, you know, being distracted away from that stuff. And in saying that, I'm not just saying, Hey, you know, of course, TV and cell phones and all that stuff. Those are the distractions. Get rid of those. And then you focus more on God. I, I don't know that that's particularly true. I don't, I don't know that if I got rid of some of those distractions, I wouldn't just fill my mind with other distractions. Uh, but I, I have to dig into myself to go, why, why do I get distracted? Why do I, I allow myself to be intoxicated away from depth time and time again? And, uh, you know, why do I allow my life to go back into the shallows? Why do I choose to not see people the way that God sees them, you know, in, in the life and death uh, mode of things? And, and so I, I'm really kind of dealing with that this week. And how can I stay more into that thought process of, of wisdom, of allowing like light from Scripture to shine in my, in my life? And so that's going to be kind of my goal this week. And, uh, you know, just trying to think specifically about how I'll do that. Um, I do want the Holy Spirit to remind me when people are in front of me this week for any significant amount of time, I'd like to think through, you know, does this person know life and, and how can I show them life? How can I show them those things that really should matter to them? How can they, how could I allow them to see that through the way that I live and through the way that I act around them? And, um, so I, I'm really going to try to be more mindful of, uh, people around me and, and what they're going through. And can I think through these things? Can I, can I bring more spiritual wisdom into my life by focusing more of my mind on God and godly things when I'm around others? So that's going to, I know that's kind of, um, still a little bit ambiguous and I'm going to have to get a little bit more specific on that as the week goes by. But again, you know, it's early in the morning and that's just how the scripture hits me this morning. But, uh, the question that I want to respond to is a question that I have to apologize. Um, this has actually been in my inbox for a little bit of time and somehow I missed it. Um, and I don't know how that happened. Um, I check that inbox all the time. If you'd like to submit a question that I can respond to, and that's one of the things that I do on my way to work at the beginning of work, uh, beginning of the week, is um, oh, I probably didn't clarify that today. Oh man, <laughs> that's how tired I am. Um, I record the first half of this podcast while I'm on the way to work at the beginning of the week, and the last half of the podcast when I'm on my way back to work to report how things went for me. Um, and and so I didn't share that, and I probably should share that at the beginning. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, uh, this this uh, question has been in my inbox for a little bit of time, and I'm excited to respond to it. And of course, I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't read it to you word for word. But the question was, um, I've got a friend that I work with, basically, who um, I would like to have some more uh, thoughtful conversations about faith. Ba- basically, I, I want to know how can I start conversations about faith with this person that I work with because um, it's on my mind a lot and I, I really want them um, to hear and know some things about faith and, and to maybe be drawn more towards Jesus, that, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, and, and so I, maybe even the question, because it was written before um, I started to talk more about you know this intoxication away from depth, Maybe the question is a little bit more like, how can I bring this conversation into a deeper place where we're talking about things of life and death and, and faith? And I think that's a fantastic question. And I think it's a fantastic thought. And that thought 
shows that you are starting to think about some deeper things. Like when you're around your friends, you're starting to think about, you know, do my friends experience life? And I think that's awesome. And I love that. And I just want to affirm that in you and in anybody else to start thinking through who do I need to have these conversations with? Um, But then of course the question is, how can I have these conversations? Because doesn't that seem like one of the most intimidating things that we could possibly do is to bring up any kind of conversation about about faith, about salvation, about Jesus. I mean, every time you do it, doesn't it sound like you're like a Jehovah's Witness who's knocking at somebody's door with like some little Bible track or something like that? And of course we don't want to come off that way, especially to a friend. We want the conversations to to be generated like organically. We want them just to kind of show up. But um, I do believe that we're called sometimes to move these things forward, that, that we're called to figure out, like, how can we do that? And and the way to do that isn't through, like, a trick, you know, to bait and switch somebody to, you know, start a little conversation that, ha-ha, I got you here, you know, now I'm going to give you a lecture. Um, I, I think, you know, and, and I think this goes along with um, what we were talking about the other week, just starting to ask your friend, you know, why they do what they do, why they believe what they believe. And just keep asking the why questions until it gets deeper down into there. Um, you know, if you ask a, a person, you, know, you, you don't even have to talk about spiritual things, but why, why do you do the job that you do? And then start asking, you know, why, why did you, like, why did you go down this path in life? Why, why not other paths? And to start just kind of moving one step deeper each time. I think people generally love to answer deep questions about themselves. I I think people generally love to be asked about themselves and love to um, think about how to respond to bigger questions. And so I would encourage you to ask those kinds of bigger questions. But let's be honest, at some point, um, people might be dancing around or they might even recognize, hey, this person wants to talk to me about some spiritual things and they may have some resistance to it. And, um, you know, it, it might get to the point where you can just be honest with a person um, and, and say, this is a big part of my life and I just want you to know if you ever if you ever want to talk about it or if you ever want to check it out, like I would love to check it out with you. And you can leave it there. You could not leave it with a, you know, tell me everything about you, but, but just to share that. Um, There's always a part of me that thinks, okay, if you've got a friend who's a close friend and they know that you go to church every Sunday and they know that you like think deep biblical thoughts and they're not talking to you about it, of course they're a little bit worried about, you know, what is this person going to say to me spiritually? But after a while, if you don't talk about it around them, they're going to start to feel like, you know, why why doesn't this person want to share that part of their life with me? And the relationship will feel less deep. So we do need to start to think through, you know, how can we have some of those conversations? And, you know, how can we start those? And I I think it just starts with asking about life. Uh, But anyway, that's what I've got for you today. And uh, thank you again for the question. If you have a question, please email it to me at mypursuit at outlook.com. Uh, But I'm getting into work right now, so I'm going to hop in and I will share with you um, at the end of the week how things go. So have a fantastic week, you guys. I'll be right back.
guys, I'm back, um, and I have a confession to make. Um, I'm actually recording this the next week. Um, there was a problem, a uh, technical problem, and apparently uh, last week's um, you know end of the podcast didn't get recorded or didn't get transferred, and I can't find the file, and I'm really bummed about that um, because I'm sure what I said was groundbreaking and um, unbelievably interesting. So here I am at the... Um, it, I'm in the next week right now, but I'm recording last week's, and I, I, again, I can't remember everything that I said, but um, uh, let, let me tell you kind of some of what I, I do remember from last week and some of what really impacted me during the week. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about what distracts my my heart, what distracts my mind away um, from following Jesus, from um, the priority that, that's there. Um, remember the three prayers that Paul had. And the prayers are, you know, about spiritual wisdom, right? About um, recognizing and, and understanding God's power. And I was thinking through these prayers. And I was thinking, what what keeps me from from taking part in those? What keeps me from listening to God in that way and from following God? And I spent a lot of time thinking about it this week. And, you know, when when it all came down to it, I just have to admit, um, what distracts me and what brings... I, I think we even talked about um, a certain level of darkness. And, and I know um, on Sunday I shared a certain level of shallowness. What brings that to my heart and my life, even though I, I want to and I, and I intend to, go deeper and I want to and I, t- I, I intend to um, seek after the things that um, Paul is praying for here, the things that God wants for me. What is it that distracts me so often and so much? And the word that it kept coming down to in my mind is priorities. Um, it, it really comes down to my priorities and how can I keep um, what I'm doing to follow God as as my greatest priority. I mean, we talked about it last week, and we talked about it again in church, and we talked about how, um, you know, Paul really makes the case that that this is a life and death issue. I mean, he, he doesn't use, like, silly words like spiritually dead. He doesn't say you were spiritually dead. He says you were dead. And, and that's what Paul considers death, and that's what God is asking us to consider as death is a separation from him, a, a distance from him. And um, for, for me, when it comes down to it, there's so many things in this world that, that jump in between that and, and that prioritize themselves um, because, you know, other people and their desires, other, um, you know, my own like sinful desires, um, all those things like jump in between me and prioritizing God. And I, I think of the times even even during the past like couple of weeks now when I intended to follow God. I intended to do what God wanted me to do. I wanted that. I, I thought that as I you know started the morning and times where I, I got further on the day and I even thought to myself, I've missed opportunities today, and why have I missed opportunities? And really, the reason why I missed opportunities to do what the Holy Spirit was calling and to listen to the Holy Spirit is because I got so distracted by other things. And and I know, I mean, I'm the first one to admit, hey, 
you know, you and I, we work full-time jobs. And when you go to work, there are going to be people who need your attention. There's going to be times where your first thing has to be responding to somebody who's in front of you. You can't, you can't have somebody jump in front of you and, and say, hang on, uh, wait a minute while I consult the Holy Spirit before I address you. And, but you know, your mind gets revved up into these conversations and into a task that you're doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, we realize, Hey, I, I got so focused on this that I, I didn't spend any time thinking about what opportunities were here um, for for the Holy Spirit to remind me of. And really, that's where it comes down to for me is is how often I can allow the Holy Spirit to break in there. And um, I know I talked about it on, on Sunday, these priorities. And I even talked about, you know, Abraham Maslow and his hierarchy of needs and, and how I, I really truly believe that there's no longer a hierarchy. I, I think that in our minds, you know, obviously, you know, survival, those things, you know, survival and safety are certainly a hierarchy. But after that, um, we as human beings in 2017, we believe that we're entitled to have everything else. We, we believe that we're entitled to have a good, healthy self-esteem, to be uh, revered and respected by others, whether we've earned it or not. We, we believe that we have, you know, all the rights to, to have, you know, love and relationships just the way we want them. And we, we never stop to think about how often we're taking um, cheap imitations of what God offers us in His own time, um, if we would do it His way. But instead we take cheap imitations because we have such a fear of being incomplete and, and having this incompleteness in our lives and having these imperfections in our lives and having other people see us as needy or imperfect and having other people acknowledge that, that maybe, you know, we don't have it all together. And, and I believe that we have a terrifying need for that, uh, a need that is like so strong and so, um, so convincing that it becomes the priority in our life. And, and you know what, if, if my job needs or if my relationship needs are, are, are something that are, um, you know, tugging at me right now, all of a sudden that becomes the number one priority. Um, and and I, I just see that time and time again in my life, how other things take the top priority and the top need away from God. And it's not because of the value of the other things. It's unfortunately because um, is, is, is because I value them. It's not because they're necessary, because Paul makes it clear those things are not life and death. Your job, even though it's important, is not life or death. My job is not life or death. Um, what is life or death is, is what is happening, happening spiritually, that there's a spiritual war going on around us and inside of us, and it's up to us to acknowledge if we are going to stand up and, and do what God calls us to do and continue to prioritize the things of God. And, and I got to tell you, I, I do know over these last six months, I've gotten better at this. I, I think I was horribly bad at prioritizing um, the Holy Spirit speaking to me six months ago. And when I say horrifyingly bad, I don't mean I completely ignored the Holy Spirit. I desired that. I just never sought after it. And, and that was a big difference in my life um, six months ago versus now. 
And now that I've spent these months seeking after it, I, I do see how when I do think of it, when I do seek after it, when I spend time, you know, after I get to work and I contemplate, you know, what what do I think the, the Holy Spirit might call me to do? Who is like going to be in my in my reach today that the Holy Spirit might call me to deal with? Um, when I do that. I end up listening to the Holy Spirit a lot better. And so for me, a, a lot of it does come down to if if I get to a place and my first decision is to start thinking about now that I'm here, um, how is God going to use me here? And that doesn't mean that like my focus isn't going to go into work or go into other conversations or other things happening with other people. It certainly will. Um, but it focuses me. And, uh, and it prioritizes um, what I'm really wanting to make the priority in my life, which is following the Holy Spirit. So um, I hope that all makes sense. And again, I'm sorry that I'm recording this and, and don't have any like, you know, great solid stories that I can share with you about, you know, how it worked out this week. Because I'm kind of, rem- you know, I'm kind of forgetting some of what I must have shared when I tried to record this before. But anyway, I'm really glad you guys are listening to this. Um, I'm always encouraged and excited that you guys would listen to any of this. Please, if you have a question that you would like me to respond to, I love questions. And I'm not kidding. Your questions get me so happy when I see that somebody's responding to this or commenting on what we're doing. I've had a couple good comments that didn't have questions lately. Um, They were just comments, which were great comments. But I, I would love more of that. So anyway... Um, please send those to mypursuit at outlook.com. I would love to respond to those and spend some time on those. So anyway, once again, thank you guys for listening and have a fantastic week. I'm sure that this will be posted close to the same time as uh, episode, uh, whatever the next episode 33 is. So anyway, thanks guys for listening and uh, take care.